This contest is the special Iron Man match for the World Wrestling Federation Championship. want to just want to clarify this with you yeah right we have been literally to parts unknown and back looking for you okay literally quite literally he has been to the funeral parlor i spent a week with lex luger you know i don't like lex luger <laughs> yeah I, I spent a week with lex luger unconscious that who knows what he did to him yeah I, I i don't want to know lex luger hadn't spoken to anyone any other person for 20 years and he took it out on me on a bus on the way to cincinnati okay where on earth have you been <laughs> I, I i can tell you, you you're not gonna like it well please I've, I've been drinking with my genetic. oh for god's sake oh, not dude. again what did we tell you about it last time? Well, he said it changed, and he said this time it'd be different, and I'll have fun. It's never different. It never changes. And then I don't remember anything. He's not a rocker anymore. He's just an old man. Oh, God. hang on. Hang on, hang on. He yeah. was in on it all along, weren't he? No, the no. Iron Sheik. He hasn't kidnapped you. No, why would... He just wanted a drink, didn't he? Why would the Sheik kidnap me? We're the best of friends. Oh. I know this. It was a red herring. It was a red herring. We've done. We've been done. We've been uh, done. Oh, you, you know what? You know what? Next time, let's just not bother. Let's just not bother. We're just not going to bother. Yeah. Look, if you ever want to get back in with Vince McMahon, you are going to have to stop hanging around with Marty Jannetty. He doesn't like Marty Jannetty. I know what you're thinking. I'll hang around in a tag team with Marty Jannetty, then I won't be the Marty Jannetty of the team. Well, naturally. That's what Al Snow thought. And he became the Leaf Cassidy of the new Which Rockers. <laughs> Hello. Oh God. Oh. Anyway, welcome to the I Iron Man Show. This is episode number 15. I am the real deal, Simon Pryor. And I'm here with... The Fallen Angel. And finally, he's Hello. back. I'm Old Man Joey and I'm back from parts unknown, apparently. Well, no, you, you weren't you, in parts no, unknown. We looked, you weren't there. You were in parts unknown of a beer glass. Same thing, really, isn't it? Uh, right, anyway, Fallen Angel, go through what we're going to talk about today or try and get through, and then I will ring yeah. the damn bell. I just find it. Just... Is Martin Ginetti's favourite drink still Mirage or Taboo? Which one are you? <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes <laughs> it is. Yes. So, yeah, what, what have we got lined up on uh, today's show? Okay, well, on today's show, back as the awesome threesome that we are, uh, we have got the. <laughs> look at me like that. We have got the news, which is obviously. What the news happened? Yeah. Um, we've got Botched to Broadway, which will be uh, Survivor Series 1990. Yep. Overrated or underrated? Okay. We've got. Um, I think I wrote the Cruiserweight, but it looks like the yeah. Guerrero Weight Challenge. C yeah. CWC, the Cruiserweight Classic. Um, we've then got something which I'm, I'm not quite sure what I actually wrote there. Can you read that? <laughs> Oh yeah, five five good diesel matches. Um, the IC you, Championship. Can I just say you really need to work on your handwriting? If we're if we're going to be handwriting notes for these shows, they need to be legible before we go on. Well, at least we've got notes now. This is true. Look, yeah. 
Now that you Joe is back. Talk. You only use them as a beer mat. Look at this. It's sopping. Mirage and like, blue and... Oh. Anyway. And we've, we've got notes. We've got pens. Yeah. Joey's back. All is well in the world. The yeah. IC Championship um, continuation of the tournament. Now we've got the notes back, even though they're sopping wet. Um, we're going to look at YWCW Sucked for Part 4, Tag Team Turmoil. We've just got an action-packed show, basically. Yep. Well, that's assuming we can fit all of this in. And that's even if we need to get onto Matt Hardy, don't yep. we? So, <laughs> uh, anyway, well, let's go over it. Shall I ring the bell? Ring the bell. I'm ringing the bell. So, for those of you who may be new to the show as well, we've got a one-hour time limit. That's why it's the Iron Man podcast. Uh, not to do with the Marvel character. Anyway, ringing the bell. Here we go oh, yeah. with the, uh, the the British wrestling fans' survival guide to wrestling. So, news. This is the news. Here you go. I will hand over the news. I have not read any news. <laughs> well, there's some exciting news this week. Well, some people would say it would be exciting. But, um, oh, nice picture there. Uh, anyway, so, let's go for the news. Well, the biggest news this week is Brock Lesnar's summer slow opponent has been announced. I saw the headline for this. Yes. Um, um, are you aware who it is? No. No? Uh, anyone who want to... Do you know? You probably know. I'm, I'm is is it... Go on, you have a guess. Is it John Cena? No. no. Oh, I'm impressed. Why Think about it? something similar, but not quite John Cena. Not quite John Cena. The Miz? <laughs> I think of someone... Who's fought Cena John like Cena 34 like times? Not quite Cena. Not quite Cena. Not quite Cena. Not no, I'm, I'm I'm stuck. John Cena is not the main event against Brock Lesnar. It will be Brock Lesnar versus Randy Orton. Oh, at SummerSlam yes. two thousand and six. Sixteen. I, I I had no link there between almost John Cena and Randy Orton. I just didn't get that. At well, all. you need to watch some two thousand and twelve any pay per view. Okay, or... right, fair enough. Out of nowhere, five hundred mm. matches they've ever. ever so had. either way, um. I'll hand over to you, old Joe, then, because you're you're less of a, um, a, a 2012 sort of person there, uh, Mr. Real Deal. Yeah. Joey, are you excited about this? Uh, excited is probably in the wrong word. I'm intrigued about it because I think their styles could mesh quite nicely. That is, unless Lesnar goes on a mad one and just mauls Randy Orton after mm. he's just got back from well, injury. Well, the thing is, um, I would imagine the outcome of this match will strongly rely on the outcome of what will have happened two days before you're listening to this podcast, or tomorrow for us, because we're recording it a few days early. Um, and that is, it is Brock Lesnar's uh, UFC return this weekend at UFC 200. Um, I don't know who his opponent is. I don't really like the UFC because I think real violence is disgusting. But... Um, it could be interesting. Brock Lesnar claims it will not alter his uh, WWE career, regardless of the outcome. Uh, however, as he doesn't get to write the storylines, um, <laughs> it, it might do. Um, what's interesting with uh, Brock Lesnar is I've noticed on social media, yes, on the Twitters and on the Facebooks and on the news and stuff like that, is um, there is a bit of a fan backlash starting to develop for Brock Lesnar. Ah. People are a bit like, if he hates the company so much, why doesn't he just leave? Because we're not yeah. that bothered when we see him anymore or not. So, which is fair. I think I think that is pretty much um, you know pretty f- fair enough to be fair. Um, so um, the other day it was uh, twenty years since the NWO formed. Did you know that? I didn't. Let's move on. 
Well, I was going to link it to something, <laughs> oh, if that was all right. No, you're right, yeah, go on. So I watched um, some WCW because they've now infiltrated the, um, the network with all the nitros. I didn't watch the, the formation of it because I've seen that video so many yeah. times and still think, how did they botch that so poorly? Um, what I did watch <laughs> is a couple of nitros afterwards. Um, and Well, not I watched a couple of nitros. I fast-forwarded it to the NWO bits afterwards. Um and again, you know the invasion, which yes. didn't go very well. Yep. Um, very was, similar. It was yeah. very botchly done for that. And uh, yeah. yeah, so the whole NWO angle, whilst it did work out for them in terms of ratings, creatively, it was an abomination. Well, they had such a poor thing to actually start off with that um, it, you know, it was just that was it really. Yeah. Okay, so Brock Lesnar is making his UFC uh, return this weekend. Um, CM Punk's not far away though. It's UFC 200 this weekend. CM Punk will be making his debut at 203. Okay. Um, I didn't realise that uh, Punk had had a spinal operation a few months back. No, though. no. Um, yeah, I've had something about that a while back. Yeah. But... So that doesn't sound very promising for him. Uh, but the interesting thing is, Punk being Punk um, has said that he'll probably be the UFC champion in four matches. Oh, um, so, so oh, he'll make get... that. Six He's just confident, or he'll get destroyed, yeah. <laughs> which will be the last time we'll ever hear from him. Um, so there you go. So that's that. Uh, other wrestling news: um, WWE. Uh, I was going to say Diva. WWE wrestling lady uh, Paige. Um, her family is apparently about to potentially bring uh, wrestling and the World Association of Wrestling back to mainstream British television. Um, oh. They've had tapings, apparently recorded, TV tapings recorded on the 2nd and 3rd of July, so a week or so ago. Yeah. Um, I don't know what channel it is, but apparently it's a pilot for a terrestrial TV channel. So um, I would expect it to turn up on Challenge. No, I was thinking Challenge, yeah. Um, perhaps if Bravo was still around, it might end up on Bravo, uh, but they're not. So maybe uh, Men and Motors. Mm. Mm. Or... Is it Big Central or something that's on one of the channels? It's like a really poor Midlands TV Ooh, show. Could be, yeah. Um, I don't have that, so uh, yeah. You do. You just haven't found it. Um, well, because it's on every t- and every. Um, is it on every watch? channel? It's not on my free set. Well, it is, but it but, isn't though because I it? I know about it. Oh, Move on. Look, don't get since, me started on free set. Ever since you had Jim Cornette moving. You've become really a bit angry. angry. Well, he keeps bringing, he keeps leaving his tennis rackets around. What do you want me to do? Yeah, it is annoying. Hit them up and hit him with them. Oh, yeah, you know, I hadn't thought of that. Anyway, anyway yeah, yeah, on the show, he, she had, um, well, not she, because it wasn't Paige, the family had on the launch shows, apparently the following superstars okay. were there to help her. Was, to was the Battle Cat there? No. Oh. Robbie E from TNA. Move on. Scott Hall. Oh, dear. Hey, yo. Hey, yeah. yo. Yeah, carry on. Um, Ted DiBiase. Hmm. Which one? The old one. The, the, the original mm. and best. Mm. Um, okay, yeah. Sean Mortman. Oh, dear. <laughs> well, um, you know, uh, I know you hate X Factor. Yeah, I know I hate uh, X Factor. I'm not even going to go Everybody into it. But, does. <laughs> yeah. um, Victoria. Right, yeah. Really? And Mr. Anderson Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently that was um, that was what that was that really. It's so, an interesting lineup in terms of oh, it's like WCW again. 
yeah. with, with like lots of old names. Really and, old names and not really much yeah. else. But, you know, yeah. I'll play to them. I wouldn't mind watching it if it was on. I'll well, have yeah. a go at it, you know. I'll give it a go. Um, Can't be any so, worse than TNA. Exactly. So, yeah. And in other news, uh, any happening in TNA? Uh, a, a deletion of some sort. Oh, but, yes, we'll talk about that. Yeah, that. Yeah. We yeah. may get around to um, that. Apart from that, no. No. So that's that's that really. Um, okay. I'm just thinking through the other bits of news. Is there any absolute up to date? Um, Jim Cornette has apparently turned down uh, an invite to work with Vince Russo. So that's that's, that's a good, a idea. good yeah. idea. Well yep. done, Jim Cornette. Um, Despite the tennis rackets. And um, that's 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 it. Yeah, that's the okay. news. Let's that, move there on. There you then. go. So Let's there we go. On. Happy days. Right. So the next uh, section is botch to Broadway. So okay. do you want to introduce us to the botch to Broadway classic? Yeah. I'll just so, point before we go into it. What did you do when you first started watching that pay per view? I well, I turned it on and I immediately heard Vince McMahon's voice and the dreadful, dreadful team names. And after about twenty seconds, I was like, Oh, I refuse <laughs> to watch this. And that was the only time Vince was in the paper. Well, yeah. yeah. Luckily, when it started, you, yeah. he didn't appear. And it was like, hot, oh, right. I can hot rod. This. Hot rod and gorilla monsoon on commentary. Class. Yeah. Uh, that is a point I will uh, come to later. But uh, yeah, so botched to Broadway Survivor Series nineteen ninety. Uh, infamous for a couple of things. Uh, a debut of a couple of uh, performances, uh, performers, and uh, the classic setup th- uh, that was the case at the time: the four-on-four elimination Survivor Series matchups. Uh, teams of four strive to survive. It doesn't quite work for me. No. Teams of five strive to survive works, but this mm. was an interesting pay per view in itself because there were one, two, three, four, five. Five matches, uh, Survivor Series matches. You, you couldn't have jammed any more superstars on the card, could you? No, no. <laughs> all five of those matches were Survivor Series elimination matches. And also, there was a sixth match right at the end. All the face survivors against all mm. the heel survivors yeah. uh, from all the previous matches. So that was quite an interesting... I think, I think it was... Um... I think this is the last of the truly great Survivor series yeah. before it started going a bit cockeyed. I think the next year with the, the with Gravis Challenge was all right, but I think this was the last truly great one where mm. you just look at the array of colours in each team. Yeah. Of, oh, yeah, yeah. Of like the, the outfits people are wearing. Um, I thought that was quite quite good. So, uh, do you want to go through the uh, the matches? Yeah. So let, let's go through uh, them one by one. Um, so uh, the first match was the perfect team of Mr. Perfect and all three members of Demolition in their yeah. gimp masks, <laughs> which is fantastic. Axe, Smash, and, and Crush. crush. Yeah. Uh, against Team Warrior, which was the Legion of Doom, the Texas Tornado, and the Ultimate Warrior as the team captain. Now, um, your favourite, the Texas Tornado. Don't start. Yeah. Don't start. <laughs> so, um, one thing that I, I loved about this, in the, in the pre-match interview, you had Legion of Doom, Texas Tornado, and the Ultimate Warrior all shouting at the Die. camera. None of it made any sense. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, I actually dubbed this uh, in my notes the Battle of the Face Paints. Yes, yeah, there was a lot of face uh, There was a lot of face paint. Match, yeah. Um, so, uh, just going through through my notes from this one, I mean, I just really listed the eliminations, but Axe was eliminated in possibly the weakest finish ever. He had a couple of body blocks and a big splash from the Warrior, and then he was gone. I think mm. that was to do with his, his injuries at the, time, mm. at the time. But um, then um, LOD and de- the rest of Demolition were disqualified. Mm-hmm. Texas Tornado was eliminated with a perfect plex. 
Yeah. The warrior kicked out of the perfect yes. plex. Obviously. Which, you know, it's madness. It's like someone kicking out of Hogan's uh, leg drop. Yeah. Uh, and then Ultimate Warrior was the winner. He was the sole survivor with a body splash. Now, for me, mm-hmm. for this match and pretty much the rest of them as well, were the eliminations quite weak? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. The bit I didn't get was, I think it was Warrior and Smash. And he kept coming off the ropes at Smash and he was... He was dodging the clothesline before Smash threw them. Yes. He was dodging. Yeah. And then he tried, he's like, wow, God, the timing's really off on yeah. this. D- didn't he do like a, a four four sides of the ring crisscross type thing and yeah. Smash was just like flailing just, into the air? After he ducked under, then he threw the clothesline. He's like, wow, well, yeah. what's going on? <laughs> the, the, the disqualification here... Um, the reason they all got disqualified was this this was the point where WWF um, decided that, um, well, it wasn't they decided, it was the way they storylined Demolition to go back down to two-man tag team. Yeah. So after this disqualification, the behaviour of Demolition is so appalling that they're going to become a two-man team again and Axe was um, degraded and gone. Um, uh, Mr. Fuji. strange considering Axe wasn't in the ring at the time when they got disqualified. Yeah, yeah that didn't really make sense. I mean, this, this was all uh, a long, uh, slow, drawn-out death of Demolition yeah. up yeah. until WrestleMania 7. You know, the difference between Demolition and WrestleMania 6, winning the tag team yep. champions to the biggest ovation of the night at WrestleMania 6, because they talk about Hogan Warrior. The mm. biggest ovation was uh, Demolition winning the um, the Tag Team Champions off Castle yep. Connection. Um, and they by the time they get to WrestleMania 7, the match against the two Japanese guest yeah. stars... Tenru and yeah, Tanaka. It was Tanaka. atrocious. Absolutely atrocious. Yeah. Um, I thought it was an alright match, not amazing. I, I would give that yeah. two turnbuckles. Yeah, definitely. Um, so the next match on the card, we had the Million Dollar Team against the Dream Team. Mm. Where's Sapphire? Sapphire! Um, she wasn't there, was she? No, she wasn't, mm. no. But every time Dusty Rhodes is mentioned, you have to mention yeah. Sweet Sapphire. Um, so we had uh, the Million Dollar Man. We had Greg Valentine in search of a gimmick, um, as I as, as I described the it. The Rhythm and Blues yep. sort of and final chapter this was, yeah. Like uh, the Honky Tonk Man, uh, so they were Rhythm and Blues, and a mystery tag ta- team partner against man. Dusty Rhodes, the Hart Foundation, and Coco Beware. Now, the mystery man was, of well, course... The way, the way he spoke about it in the interview beforehand... Mm. Um, much more interesting interview, much more classic interview where everyone else really knew the place and Million Dollar Man led the situation rather yeah. than forming an ah, ah, what a rush. Um, he said, We've, I, my money's got the best you can buy and I've got a big opponent. I felt like he thought it was actually Andre the Giant that was going to go yeah. Yeah. at that point. And I think a lot of people did. Um, so I don't know if some people, it was a bit of a disappointment that this person they didn't realise had come in or yeah. someone who'd watched WCW thought, oh, it's me and Mark Callis. Um, <laughs> but... Um, it was, you know, his debut was there, and he started off fighting, and I think you said something really to start yeah. off with. Yeah, it's the, uh, the first elimination. The first tombstone you ever give. Yeah, it, it, on Coco Beware. That looked Coco nasty. Beware just <laughs> crumpled him. Yeah. It's not supposed to bend. What's going on? Yeah, he yeah. absolutely destroyed him. I did like the uh, eyeshadow on The Undertaker as well. Yes, yeah. One well thing that, that has always confused me is that he debuted... And he's this guy, he's the Undertaker, he's dressed in black, purple gloves yeah. and all of that. He and his manager yeah. is Brother Love. Yeah. Really? It's very odd, very odd that was. I, it? Yeah. I mean, I mean, 
if Brother Love actually contributed to that match in any capacity as well, then that might have helped. What I but... would have think. What what I would have think. What I would have think. <laughs> what I would have think. If I, I had no range held, what I would have thought would have been really good. Now looking back, is following what happened at SummerSlam 1990. Yeah. Is if the manager wasn't Brother Love, hmm. but the manager was actually Sweet Sapphire. Oh, that would have been <laughs> that a twist. Would have been good, wouldn't it? That would have yeah. been incredible. That would have been it. That would have been amazing. Maybe she's in the earth. <laughs> we've Possibly. finally figured out the mystery yes. of the urn yes there we go so uh see so yeah, coco beware was eliminated by uh the taker with a nasty tombstone and uh gorilla monsoon said oh i believe he calls that the tombstone <laughs> right okay how, how would you know that gorilla? Yeah. Uh, I, know <laughs> I mean we've only just met this guy and he, and he calls it he calls it the tombstone well, already bother goes oh the tombstone is it there <laughs> Um, then uh, Nightheart uh, does a splash on Honky Tonk and eliminates him. Yeah. DBRC eliminates Nightheart. I don't after... even remember Greg the Hammer Valentine going out. I can't. No, no I don't remember. Um, DBRC eliminates Nightheart. The sand the <laughs> <laughs> and then he ends up in the end. Uh, so DBRC eliminated Nightheart after interference from Virgil. Dusty Rhodes was eliminated by the Taker after an axe handle from the top rope. Yeah. Great. Uh, the finishes in, in this event. I think this super. is probably the point where Dusty Rhodes went. Yep, yep, I'm going to go back to WCW. Wrestling. Yep. Wrestling. Um, so then Take Taker was eliminated by Countout after yep. chasing Dusty Rhodes. Good way for him to go on the first match because yep. he couldn't get to the final because he destroyed Hogan. Well, that's it. But he had to be eliminated somehow, yeah. Yeah, uh, so uh, Brett uh, eliminated Greg the Hammer Valentine with uh, a small package. Yeah. Uh, Brett plays possum uh, while the DBS smacks Virgil off the apron accidentally because yep. Brett faked a, a leg injury. But then DiBiase reverses a crossbody and pins Hart. Yeah, and that, that to me that would have been the first point to really start elevating Bret Hart. Yeah, um, imagine that it would have been instead of Tito Warrior and Hogan in the final, it could have been Hart Warrior. Hogan. Yeah, that would have yeah. made a bit more sense yeah. looking at it. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, the from a storyline perspective, well, ignoring the storyline, but going from a pure wrestling perspective, DBRC against Bret Hart, I mean, for, for the couple of minutes they had in that match, that was actually really good. The the reason DBRC went through was because the next weekend they kept advertising Warrior. Yes, DBRC. against DBRC. Yeah, yeah. So that was all there was to it. That was what it was, yeah. Um, so, ratings? Uh, I thought that was because, I thought it was a, yeah, two, two. It's got to be a two. Yeah, you weren't gripped, were you? No, oh, well, yeah. I wasn't gripped throughout the It was entertaining. Time, the whole yeah. pay-per-view was entertaining, but yeah. it wasn't gripping. You know? No. Next one. So, the Vipers oh. against the Visionaries. Bad I mean, there's just certain teams that just don't work right. Yeah, well, um, and, and it's both of these. And it's both of these. Well, yeah. it's not as bad as the last match we're going to talk about. No. Like, oh, no. So, um, the, the Visionaries was... You got Jake Roberts, who's blind. Oh no, they're the, they're the Vipers. Sorry, Vipers. Sorry, yeah, he had Vipers. no peripheral vision. He yeah. wasn't blind. He had yeah. no periphery. Yeah. Vi- well, yeah. So the Vipers, <laughs> he was he was blind. Okay. Now, so, now, just just to clarify, this was the point around the blindfold match, wasn't it? The blindfold yeah. match was at WrestleMania Seven. So this is a Survivor Series. Yeah. So we're we're yeah. building up to. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he'd been blinded by the arrogance spray. The model. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yes, he is he, a model. You love the model, don't you? Um, so <laughs> what happened was the the he got blinded. He came back. He could only see out one eye. Whatever. No peripheral vision. They put him in a team. J.S.A. Roberts, one of my favourite wrestlers of all time. Hmm. You know, fair enough. Put him in a team with with Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels. Okay. Hmm. 
And then... <laughs> Randomly. Just Superfly Jimmy Snooker, who seems to have just aged horrifically yep. between the last year up to that point. Well, when it came out in this match, I wasn't even certain it wasn't no. Superfly. Like, mm. Dressed really? just sure? bizarre. He just looked like an old lady. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> that's all he did for yep. the whole thing. Yep. Um, and so that was that was an odd placement. But then the team that actually obviously went ahead and won it... Yeah, that was, they so, were dreadful. What yeah. dreadful put so placement. Yeah. So Rick the Model Martel. So yeah. the, the oh. whole purpose of this match is to push the feud between yeah. Jake Roberts and Rick Martel. Just That's think it. about the interest if this was a singles team, if these were different people in singles matches, mm. this would be the worst pay-per-view ever. It's like Rick Model Martel. The Warlord. The Warlord. Oh. In, in his full-on Warlord. Yeah. Uh, Not in his powers of pain, but in no. the later worst. The, the metal. Yeah. With his big staff with a yeah. W one for no yeah. reason. Well, he's the warlord, isn't he? William. In it, blood. <laughs> William Warlord. Oh, um, and power and glory. Oh, who were just dire. Yeah. Um, it was a dire match. Uh, so the, the only reason I could see for that match was to continue the feud between yeah. Jake and Rick Martel. That's it. Everyone else was surplus to requirements. Oh. But, interestingly, yeah. the Visionaries won and weren't, nobody was eliminated on their team. Yeah. Uh, it's... That was interesting. Why yes. would you? Why on earth would you put them four through? Actually, whilst I was watching this match, I, I could see even at this point, this early on, just flashes of brilliance from Shawn Michaels. I wouldn't know you were going to say that. No, <laughs> the Warlord. No, I mean every time he was in the ring, I was really gripped with what he was doing, and then he just got eliminated. I was like, oh, well, 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 this match has suddenly gone downhill. Yeah. I think I said to you a few um, months back, there's a. The next pay per view, the Royal Rumble, um, ninety one. The opening match is the uh, Orient Express versus um, the Rockers. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you considering what the Orient Express were like in the match we're going to talk about in a minute. Yeah. That tag team match is absolutely incredible. Isn't it? Oh, absolutely brilliant. So they um, they repeated that match at UK Rampage ninety one. Every show. Yeah. Every time. Did you go there? Did you no, go? I went to 92. Of course, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't go to 91, but um, I did have the VHS tape. Mm. <laughs> of course he did. Of course he did. Um, so, <laughs> so um, anyway, what was that match? One. On? <laughs> Awful. Uh, next up, um, randomly not towards the, the top of the card. There's one match after this one. Team Hulkamaniacs against the Natural Disasters. Oh. So we've got Hulk Hogan, your favourite hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh, for, oh yeah. Christ. Tugboat yeah. and the big boss man against Earthquake, Haku, mid-card man Dino Bravo and the Barbarian in his full-on Barbarian. He's Barbarian, yeah. 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 Ah, of course, now I remember. Yeah, so um, first of all, I noted that Hogan messed up ripping his shirt, which was very funny. That, but... Yeah, he sort of slipped and he didn't quite rip it right. and then he had to try and make it look as though I mean it wasn't as bad as him botching the uh, the warrior match at Halloween Havoc 98 no, no, no. nothing is that bad um, so uh, just run through the el- elimination so Haku was eliminated by the bus man Jim Duggan was disqualified for using his 2 by 4 as always, as always. <laughs> Dino Bravo <laughs> facing oh, off big, against he Hogan he hit the quake didn't he yes yeah. yeah so Dino Bravo facing off against Hogan I thought this was Bravo, in his mind, he was probably thinking, this is the closest I'll ever get to the main event. <laughs> I'm going to do it, yeah, I'm um, so good, I'm so good. But then oh, Hogan yes. gets a small package on Bravo, of all things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hogan gets... won for a small package. <laughs> it's like, what? what? Um, and then uh, the big boss man was eliminated by Earthquake, and Tugboat and Earthquake were counted out, and uh, yeah. 
That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't note down. Oh no, yeah, Haku eliminated there. So, so yeah. let me just remind me that Hogan won that match because his tag team partner and the earthquake got carried out. So yeah. Hogan just didn't. Yeah, the, I was about to say with this. Did you get the impression? I think it was more during the second match. I just got the impression Hogan couldn't really be bothered with being there. It was yeah. like he was just there just to fill in, and it was just like. Especially on the second match. Oh, yeah, contractual like, obligation. Yeah, it was yeah. like, Warrior sorted out, I'll just stand here and pose and look like I'm Hogan. <laughs> <sighs> what are you dudes going to do when Hogan gets his paycheck for this? Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, one. Yeah, it was a terrible match. Uh, then we get up to uh, the, the last World one match of the, the night, the Alliance against the Mercenaries. You mentioned the uh, Macho Man. Isn't he around here somewhere? Uh, he, he had his was, interview with me and Gene Oakland. Yeah, it, I, I just glossed over. Off. And that's why I think this is where I think there's this missing thing these days. They And they still did it recently. It's not like it's been for, what, 16 years ago when they lasted it. They start the WrestleMania build-up around... It doesn't have to be complete, but it, it's subtle. They start a subtle build-up to WrestleMania. Yep. And it, not that it was so subtle in this pay-per-view, but, but, and therefore your storyline builds. And they didn't. They haven't done that the last two or three years. And it's, it's damaged WrestleMania because you already know going into this... from Well, from this show, you can see the links. You said about the Jake the Snake Roberts... Yeah, Rick Martel, Martel, yeah, yeah. Um, Blindfold match. I mean, that's not even a main event match. That's like well, not much on the card to start off with. You've got um, the start up of um, the uh, Macho Man versus Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. At this point, Warrior's still champion. Macho Man will eventually cost him the title. Um, Ooh, yeah. Sergeant Slaughter comes out and he's doing his spiel about um, the Iraq and, the all, Iraq that. and yeah, all that yeah. sort of thing. Um, so you've got this sort of this build up of feuds effectively mm. that are starting to happen already whereas these days and it, it's happened re- more recently I remember um, before Wrestlemania 20 of all Wrestlemania's The Undertaker got buried alive by Vince McMahon um, which brought him yeah. back to the dead man gimmick I remember at least at Royal Rumble they've done it where people have been eliminated from the ring and then that set up the next the Wrestlemania yeah. they don't seem to build it up anymore and like or That's not, good not... in some respects, in some matches, because you can think, oh, well, I don't know what's going to happen. You don't want it to be too predictable. But, like, you look at this year's WrestleMania. I mean, I know they had injuries and things, but, oh, God. A lot of it didn't come together till the last minute. Yeah. Yeah. That may be their approach in more recent times, though, is that they can't build it too early, just in mm. case. I mean, apart from maybe, like, the Rock Cena, that had, like, a whole year's build-up. But, but... I mean, they can still drop little hints at yeah. least. I mean, yeah. it's... Give them options where to go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can you can plant the seed of a story six months in advance, and then if it doesn't go anywhere, fine. If it doesn't uh, happen, you do it twelve months. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know, or you just plant the seed early because I mean, wrestling fans have long memories as well. I mean, it's just just the way it is. Yeah. Um, they will remember storylines, which is why I think I sort of veered away in like oh six oh seven because once I start started seeing the, the same stories being repeated. Mm. Like um, Austin and the the beer truck, Kurt Angle and the milk yeah. truck, that sort of stuff. I mean, okay, so it had a parallel, but. I just wasn't keen on yeah. the the repetition of it, but um, so Savage did his uh, his Gene Oakland presentation speech, uh, which was very good. Usual Macho Man madness. Yep. Um, and he even he even said in his interview, "Well, Gene, when I finish, I may well just retire." Hint. Hint. I'm having a retirement match. <laughs> hint. Hint. I'm not actually retiring. <laughs> oh um, yeah. Because so, if he had retired, we wouldn't have had the match on the inaugural edition of Raw. 
or the second edition of Raw, Macho <laughs> Man against the Repo Man. Oh, the Repo Man. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, yeah. And small you messes. wouldn't have seen him at UK Rampage 92, would you? No, I wouldn't. No. Did he go there? I, I went, wasn't yeah. Where he went there. I think I may Did have gone Did he take on like, Shawn Michaels or someone? Then? No, no. I uh, can't remember who he was against, but he, he was the champ. <laughs> if only Billy Gunn was there, it would have been the perfect night. Indeed, yeah. indeed. Yeah. Smoking yeah. guns were a couple Billy of years Gunn. away. He says that Billy most Gunn. nights. If only Billy Gunn was here, Billy, <laughs> Billy Gunn <laughs> combing AJ Styles' hair for 20 minutes, isn't it? Ah. Don't Happy days, off. right? Um, anyway, yeah. So um, go back to sorry, it. I, I went into a daydream. What, what sorry, what happened when Lex Luger appeared? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, the alliance against the mercenaries. So uh, what? I didn't even make a list of the the uh, guys. Well, in the, the alliance was Nikolai Volkov. Oh. Yeah, uh, the Bushwhackers the and Tito Santana against Boris Zukov, the Orient Express, and Sergeant Slaughter. All of them wearing camo makeup. The Sergeant Slaughter's going into this match. I mean, Sergeant Slaughter's obviously not that in shape at this minute, but he goes he goes into this match. He's just like, could you have picked any worse free comrades and that to go into a battle with you know? I think I, I think I'd have rather had Dino Bravo than that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have rather rather have had Colonel Mustafa. Yeah. Yeah. You say the Sarge wasn't in the greatest of shape in this match, yet he still managed to pull off a decent oh, yeah, yeah. drop kick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which surprised me. I was like, oh dear, what's happened there? No, he yeah. and the thing that cost him the match was kind of uh, General Adnan randomly coming in well, with Well, he always does, doesn't he? Mm. Um, what Always purpose? Black as well. Yeah. <laughs> what purpose does General Adnan serve other than to cause disqualifications, eliminations, and just make a general nuisance of himself? I think that's it. That's the thing. That's it. Yeah. Um, the doom to fail. Doom to fail. Sarge. Um, so yeah, Bo- uh, Zukov was eliminated in less than a minute. I, I blinked and he was gone. <laughs> I'm like, right. see, this whole match as well. I actually it's thought. Very short. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like they were running out of time. For the other, I mean, it's only a two hour twenty pay per view anyway, mm. but it's, it's like they're running short on time. But then they gave all that time to the the gobbledygooker <laughs> stuff that there was afterwards. You're so just like, cool. what on earth? So, so this match well, was like similar to uh, what happened at WrestleMania this year. Yeah, <laughs> they gave it all yeah. to the Rock. So, so uh, I mean, this match was blitzed through really, yeah. really quickly. So the thing is as well, uh, I what mean, they did though quite cleverly mm. is they eliminated the team. Sarge then eliminated three members of yeah. the opposing team, starting to build his status yep. as a as a dominant heel. Um, and then General Lando comes to the match. Yeah, which part of the course? Yeah. But I mean, that that's the bit I really liked. It again, it's the the story, sowing yeah. the seeds for WrestleMania Seven. It's building up uh, Slaughter as a well, viable threat. He hadn't. He'd come back at SummerSlam where he'd done an interview um, showing his medals and things. They had to make him a viable number one contender in a mm. very short period of time, didn't yeah. they? So they had to. So that's why my question comes in: is why they put him such a dreadful team? Because oh, yeah. if, he, if he would have eliminated the Vipers team. Mm. Like the Rockers and um, yeah, yeah. Jake the Snake and all that, that would have been a different story. Yeah. Um, it could it could have had a, a negative impact on the Jake yeah. Martel story, but I'd have lived with that. Yeah. Well, it only ended up in a blind format to WrestleMania well, exactly, Seven, which yeah. is very forgettable. So. Yeah. Um, so uh, yes, the, the the other thing I took from this match as well is that the Bushwhackers were actually a viable threat. <laughs> because one of them that what, is a few and far between yeah, statement yeah, it, this is what really scared me about yeah. it because one of them eliminated one of the Orient Express um, then like in three seconds Tito eliminates sorry Chico, yeah, Chico. Uh, but I mean uh, I mean he was loving the flying four hour money that yeah. night oh, yeah, yeah. it was just all over just that. everywhere yeah. <laughs> it was brilliant uh, in the ring out the ring <laughs> on top of the ring through the ring 
Again, little um, did he know in a year's time, it'd be, be El Matador. El Matador yeah. <laughs> oh, how the mighty have fallen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Tito eliminated the other one of the Orient Express in very quick succession. It was just like, they're clearly running behind here, it seems. Mm. Uh, they're running uh, running out of time. So, um, and then I did make a note that this is designed to make Slaughter look like an Uber heel ahead of WrestleMania yeah. 7. And it is the most threatening the Bushwhackers have ever been. Yeah. They, they actually got some pinfalls and yeah. they, they weren't eliminated until yeah. a bit later. So, But apart from that, two two turnbuckles, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, it I, was I, quick, so it was quite enjoyable. That's yeah, the thing, yeah, it was just... I was just gobsmacked by this dreadful team that's on the court. Yeah. You know, you're going to beat anyone. Anyone. Literally anyone. And it would have been better than that. Yeah. I, I just like the, the Brooklyn Brawler. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine Brooklyn Brawler oh, with that camo um, face yeah. paint? I don't think he'd have gone anti-American, though. He's a true American no, hero. Indeed. Um, so that was everything up until that point. Then we had uh, an intermission, essentially, yes. oh. for the gobbledygooker. Yeah. Hector Guerrero. Yeah. Um, mm. Fa- honestly... Fans booing all the way through Honestly, well. no, because if you listen to the heart rug, in fact, the kids love it. And oh, yeah, you're, yeah. You're telling lies. <laughs> yeah, you're lying. Never, never lies. No. Honestly, I don't. I just don't understand this. What I need to see, which isn't on the network yet, is the, the Superstars tapings and the wrestling challenge, because he came in as a... They, the legitimate thought was he was going to be a wrestler in that suit. Yeah. Did they do any matches with him afterwards? Did um, anyone agree to lose to the goal? <laughs> I think he showed up a couple of times after the the fact, and that was the it. Yeah, he just he didn't appear. I mean, he was at WrestleMania seventeen in the gimmick battle royale. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So in terms of the, the gobbledygook, uh, let me just have a quick look. Ah, uh, yeah. So although the character made a handful of appearances in taped promos following the Survivor Series, uh, the gobbledygook soon disappeared and was not mentioned again until the gimmick battle royal at WrestleMania yeah. seventeen. Um, he did nearly kill Gene Oakland when he made him do a gamble. In the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I actually thought, uh, apart from the fact that he nearly killed Gene yeah. Oakland, what, was that this is the clear lowest point in Gene Oakland's career. <laughs> yeah. And I include all of his time in WCW <laughs> in that. I, just I know, he did awful. come out of a room after being molested by my young at WrestleMania 20. <laughs> yeah, that must have been pretty low. <laughs> that, 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 was, that was ironic, though. Yeah, yeah, it, that it was funny, actually. Yeah. This is just so, awful. Yeah, this, I, this was intended this, to be good. I was eight years old when this was, almost to the day when this was um, this was aired on telly. I can't remember, I must ask my mum and dad, mm. I need to know when I was younger, did I find the gobbledygooker funny? Um, <laughs> they just go, no. <laughs> no. Kids love him. The um, kids love him. Oh, ain't he great? I'm so, from Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> um so, uh, and then we had, I, I've got no notes for this, I just lost interest at this point. We had all the face survivors against all the heel survivors. So that's Hulk Hogan, so Warrior, and Tito Santana. Against all of the, uh, the visionaries. Martel team, so Rick Martel, the Warlord, Power and Glory, and, Glory and, and Ted DiBiase. And again, we had a squash match pretty much straight yeah. away here. Yeah. Um, Tito eliminated um, one of the Power and Glory, I think it was, in second. Uh, oh, it was the Warlord, I think, in second. <laughs> Tito Santana eliminated the Warlord with a flying forearm yeah, yeah. in 28 then seconds. Then he went for it again and someone ducked, and that was the end of Tito. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. game over. So, yeah, uh, a minute and 50, Ted DiBiase eliminated Tito mm. after a hot shot. Uh, Paul Roma was eliminated by Hogan after a clothesline. Yeah. Uh, Rick Martel was counted out when he deserted his team. Yeah, he walked away. Didn't yeah. He? Uh, Ted DiBiase was pinned by Hogan after a leg drop, and Hercules was uh, pinned by the Warrior after I mean, that's a weird. That That is weird. Why did? They were building Ho- uh, DiBiase to have this main event match the next weekend with, with Warrior. 
And yet, the the last man in the opposing team was um, the Hercules, Monty Hercules, yeah. whose I mean, career was over at this point. Yeah, so. I mean, it's classic uh, 80s, early 90s WWF mm. booking though, isn't it? It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So and yeah, it's still better than some of the books. Oh yeah, that's it. Uh, now, uh, one thing I didn't make a note of was uh, a couple of gorilla monsoonisms. Oh, okay, okay. Um, which I'm going to do on oh, every right. every event we have going forward where yeah, gorilla yeah, monsoons yeah. on commentary. Uh, so there were three uh, ones that I I picked out from the entire show. Uh, there were others, but yeah. they, they were repeated. These are the the main ones. Holy mackerel! Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was in there. There the was movable force and the. Uh, no, I didn't uh, hear. I, okay. If that was in there, I, I didn't know. Tight, tight, took about an earthquake. Took about an earthquake. Yeah. Um, I only started coming up with these halfway through, yeah. so I sort of uh, wasn't paying attention probably. But in future, I'll, I'll do it in a bit more detail. There was um, suplex coming up and a beauty, <laughs> okay, which yeah. is a uh, classic. Yeah. And uh, look out! <laughs> Just that, <literally. laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, Piper wanted to swear all the way through. I find it interesting class. every commentating. You know, as I said, at some point we'll watch SummerSlam 1990, I think, because Piper's commentating just annoyed the hell out of me. <laughs> it's not he's as bad. Just, as... He's exhausted by the. He's like, I, I can't <laughs> do it anymore, Gorilla. Oh, God. Uh, all the way through, he's like, you going to be okay, Roddy? Well, come on, just get to grips, Roddy. Just calm yeah, down. Just calm down. I mean, I think at one point in the Survivor Series, they cut back to him at the desk and he's got a towel. Mopping himself yeah. down. <laughs> hey, I'm not even fighting. I mean, the um, I've said it before on an earlier episode, but the worst commentary I've ever heard, Superstar Billy Graham. <laughs> yeah, you've said this before. Yeah, I I disagree with that. I think the worst commentary I've ever heard is uh, is Dusty Rhodes. Okay, I don't like Dusty Rhodes commentary. Uh, the Hongi Tom Man's pretty poor as well. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, he wasn't on colour commentary very often. No, so. I think that Jimmy Hart did a bit as well in, on the Coliseum home video. That wasn't good. <laughs> yeah. Class um, days. So, uh, okay, uh, overall, overall then, um, Survivor Series 1990, how I many think, turnbuckles? I, well, I, thought, I think it did such a decent job of building up into the future. Um, I thought, I just I did, I did enjoy it. But I don't see how I can give it more than two turnbuckles because every mm. match has been two turnbuckles. Yeah. And the only thing over the matches was uh, the gobbledygooker. So <laughs> really, yeah. uh... well, this this is the thing. I I'm in a, a perfect agreement with that. It's mm. Two turnbuckles. It was enjoyable, but it's not great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just the the, the way they booked if, it. If and... it wasn't nostalgic for us, if we didn't think, yeah. You know, if you couldn't sort of remember it and sort of think about it and see the wrestlers and think about it and stuff like that, I don't think you'd enjoy it. If it was, no, no. If it was going back, if that, if we were WCW fans, that's a horrible. If goal. we were TNA, <laughs> that's even worse. Though. No, if no. we weren't mainstream old WWE fans and we that's hadn't better. seen this sort of era, I don't think you'd enjoy it much going back. No. I don't think you'd. I don't think you'd go back and think. You know, if you start watching it in two thousand, this is class. I don't think you'd go back and go, wow. This is good. Whereas if you'd have watched Survivor Series nineteen eighty eight with that yep. old opening ten, oh, the man, ten tank, man, oh yeah, that yeah. was awesome. Yeah, but there wasn't an awesome match in this anywhere. No, but you know, it's a two stars, I reckon. And it was blitzed through as well. I mean, it, why some, so quick? Uh, well, this is the bit I don't get. I mean, okay, two hours twenty, fine. So they they, they weren't uh, they hadn't established their standard three yeah. hour pay per view format at that point, but. It, it was a case that some matches seemed to go on too long. Some matches yeah. were just like ploughed through, like bam, 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 bam. And then the gobbledygook just went on for far too long. I mean, who cares? Well, I don't know. Who and who needed that? that? We know who came up with it. And you can imagine mm. we're all sitting in the office going, 
Yeah, that's a good idea, Vince. Yeah, we'll write that down. Dress Hector yeah. Guerrero in a it's like the, um, the... messed up chicken outfit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the scene in Alan Partridge, isn't it? Where you don't want to make a note of that, Lynn, yeah. and then he makes a cross it yeah. out immediately. It's just, he needed somebody to do that. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I know. Um, so, <laughs> there, so there we go. So there you go. So that's that then. What so, have we got next? Uh, overrated or no? We won't, we'll do. Yes, we will. Overrated okay. or underrated? So this is down to you to decide. Okay. Um, okay. What, I know what my opinion week? is. Well, we've done quite a few different ones, but today we're going to do a, a, a modern classic, I'd say. Um, <laughs> and we're going bad. for TNA WWE star Christian Cage. Hmm. Uh, I can't help with that because I don't think I've ever seen him wrestle. You've never seen Edge and Christian. Oh, Christian Kate. Right, yeah. There we go. <laughs> so, um, sorry, I'm slow on the uptake. Yes, we gathered. Overrated yeah. or underrated? Uh, what Christian? You um, find him on there, and I'll have a look. Yeah. So, it started <laughs> off. Think about it. It started off in the uh, Attitude Era, okay, um, 1998, and he came match. in with. I think he did champion. Yeah, oh, you forget that title existed, but at that time it was it was quite an entertaining title. But he came in. Uh, joined uh, with Gangrel and then Edge joined him to become the for, Brood. For the record as well, uh, because I don't pay attention to TNA, Christian Cage means nothing to me. <laughs> I did think that was the thing. Yeah. Um, That's fair enough. I can barely remember it as it yeah. is. So they then became the Brood and they joined the Ministry in um, sort of well, 99. I don't think they really started becoming a team to be sort of recognised with until they, um, they took on the Hardy Boys who were developing in their um, their role with Michael Hayes, funnily enough. Um, and they took on the Terry Reynolds Invitational Tournament ladder match, which yeah. was called the, so the Terry Invitational Tournament. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> move on. <laughs> in a very good match, um, which they, I think they lost, uh, yeah. but they, that was that. Then um, they had uh, they they went on to WrestleMania, and at WrestleMania uh, two thousand, because we don't say sixteen, WrestleMania two thousand, um, they took on the Hardy Boys and the Dudley Boys in a ladder match. Um, they then went on to the TLC match, which I think happened at the SummerSlam that year, um, and then they went on to WrestleMania seventeen again, another TLC match, um, which was also very very good. Um, then they went down the the year of um, of uh, the the invasion where Christian slowly turned heel and decided eventually he was going to beat an edge and take Christian it away. Christian at last you're on your own that's it um, then obviously Edge's career took off and then he got injured. Christian then became a member of the Un-Americans with Lance Storm and Tess. Oh dear, um, I remember that. that Christian was probably good. the best part of that team, I would sort of suggest. Mm. Um, WrestleMania 18, um, Christian took on um, Diamond Dallas Page in the opening European matchup. Well. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. Um, one of the best matches of the card, I think, actually. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. a bad match. Yeah. Um, so that was that. At his home, obviously, in Toronto, where he came from. Um, he would then go on to um, sort of become an Intercontinental Champion, cut his hair short. He became, when they re-bought the Intercontinental Championship in after taking it out, why they ever did no, that, I don't, I don't know. Um, and um, then he basically sort of went against a feud against Chris Jericho again. Possibly the best match of WrestleMania 20. Well, that's not really hard to do. No. <laughs> um, and then... Um, after WrestleMania 20 um, went long, he then sort of um, disappeared almost, and I he, he brought in Tyson Tonko as his um, 
his manager or he's problem so, solver. I remember that yeah. Bodyguard. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was dreadful. And at New Year's Resolution Revolution pay-per-view, um, they hit an all-time low when they took on Eugene and William Regal for the Tag Team Championships oh, yeah. but failed to win. Um, he then was in the first ever Money in the Bank match at WrestleMania 21. Um, and he had an encounter with the new superstar John Cena around that oh, time um, which obviously then destroyed his career um, and then he went over to Smackdown had a couple of feuds there but then in two, end of 2005 after losing to Chris Masters he um, left and went over to TNA to become the instant classic Christian Cage. Um, don't really know what happened to him at TNA. I can't bother to read it. I know he became the champion. Don't care. Um, Move on. Champion twice. But he's so. only a world champion in a company. You know, we could be a world champion in this room as much as it counts. Yeah. TNA. Um, he then set up something called the Christians Coalition. That was dreadful. This is still not TNA garbage. Skip to the good part. Um, he... Um, Went mm-hmm. back to WWE, but he didn't go to WWE. He went to ECW, um, and he was probably the the only decent champion they really had apart from CM Punk um, in the mm-hmm. ECW. And then he went. Obviously, did a couple of different pay per views of ECW. ECW shut the doors and left. Um, so then he went um, on to be the world heavyweight champion on SmackDown. That quite interest, not interesting, but quite entertaining. Just one more match um, against Randy Orton, which uh, was was good. Um, then unfortunately, he started getting hit by um, injuries, which um, basically slowly Stopped led to the career. end of his career. Um, and his injuries obviously came to the point where this year, or the year, last year, even now, so a year or so ago, he sort of retired without telling anyone, which is a bit of a shame. Uh, but obviously, he's he's now doing an aging Christian show. So. <laughs> He's been the light heavyweight champion. He's been the European champion. He's been the intercontinental champion several times. He's been the tag team champion several times. He's been the TNA world champion several times. He's been the world heavyweight champion several times. Now the WWE champion. Um, he's even been the hardcore champion because he won it at WrestleMania 18 and they got beaten. Oh, then he escaped on a... Um, oh, was... Uh... On the uh, 17, I think it was, and he escaped on the uh, in a car. So the point is, is Christian... Overrated or underrated? Over to you. I personally think, I mean, especially if you take into consideration the series of matches he had with Orton over the World Heavyweight title in that summer, they were really good. I, my personal opinion is he's probably a little underrated because he was never really used to his full potential. And it, as you seem, he got kind of that push after Edge had retired. I think it was only because Edge retired, he got that little push, mm-hmm. and he could see what he could actually do on his own. Mm-hmm. So what I'm inclined to say is probably slightly underrated. I would agree with that assessment on the basis that back in the day, I always thought Christian was a solid performer. He was always entertaining in the ring. I felt he deserved a bigger push than he got. So he got to the main event status, he got World Heavyweight Champion, fine. But as you say, it wasn't until after Edge had left the uh, the picture that he really sort of was elevated to that point. What I would have loved to see in the main event picture, really a bit more detail was a proper Edge Christian feud mm. and to, to have them fighting over the belts and everything and, and go into all of that, that would have been epic. Yeah. Certainly given the, uh, the history that they had as well. And I've always considered Christian to be an underrated uh, performer. 
So underrated. Okay, that's yeah. fair enough. Um, I need to ask you a question here then. Um, yeah. Did you prefer Christian with his long blonde hair or did you prefer <laughs> him with the short I hair? Think, like, I think we both know what he's going to say here. Short cropped. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. Um, Maybe not. Can I just say from, from that point, that okay. was the... Because I, I, I made him look more serious. Yeah, the, there's the the serious aspect. Like the uh, the impaler was a genius finishing move as well. So uh, that that was great. Uh, it also separated him from the brood area. I didn't mm. really get on with the brood area because it was more about Gangrel than it was about Edge and Christian. Uh, and then when they broke out of that, and then he made, you know cut the hair and everything, that was like separating him from from that point of his history. So um, it was also the. Uh, uh, where was it going with that? Nope. Nope. Got okay, so short next. hair. Short <laughs> hair. Short hair, yes. AJ Styles' hair. Okay. Anyway, hair. so uh, Cruiserweight, Cruiserweight, yes. Cruiserweight Classics. So yep. the WWE has um, been searching the globe um, and in 16 different countries they have found uh, athletes of a light variety being yes. less than £205, um, or well, £205 or less. Yep. To take part in the Cruiserweight Classic, which will be launching this coming Wednesday on, uh, on WWE the WWE Network, Network following NXT. Um, interesting um, introductory show to that, the Cruiserweight yeah. Bracketology, um, Not a hosted by uh, Daniel Bryan and someone's More name. There we go. Um, Can you say that name? Well, I just... You're all bad. I don't watch SmackDown, so... Well, neither um, do I, but I can say people's names. Hmm. I mean, what's yeah, that about? You, you've had time to study it whilst drinking Burn. it, haven't you? Yeah. Anyway, so um, going into this pay, this not pay, but this this classic tournament. series of um, tournament matches. Um, first of all, interesting. Triple H on the show said this isn't the, the only time this is happening. So this is going to become quite a permanent feature yeah. of of the which is I'm good. Yeah. Um, it could be the fourth show. You know, Raw, SmackDown, yeah. NXT, Cruiserweight, or mm. it will infiltrate in SmackDown. I think is the yeah. I think but it could infiltrate some NXT as well. Coming NXT. Mean, oh yeah, yeah, a bit of both. I mean, um, having watched that first show, I mean, there was a couple of familiar fa- uh, faces in there, but. The one thing I liked was that they didn't focus too much on the the names that we already know, like yeah. Tajiri, that sort of mm. thing. They they put uh, a heavy spotlight on a couple of the new guys. There was the uh, the Bollywood brothers, mm-hmm. was it? Uh, I can't remember the the name they had, but um, oh, yeah. Yeah. then there was the whole thing. The with Bollywood boys. I Bollywood boys. There was the whole thing with Johnny Gargano and uh, Tommaso Ciampa as well, because they've got uh, an opening round match. I'm pretty much gonna say now that will probably be the. Match of the first round. Oh yeah, yeah, without question. Without question, yeah. I've seen it. I thought, yep, yeah, that one will do. Yep, yeah, I, I... some very uh, impressive looking British stars coming through. Yeah, I mean, there's Zack Sabre Junior. He looked quite interesting. Yeah, everyone um, seems to love him. Um, yeah. there's the Jack, other, uh, Jack, Jack Gallagher, Gallagher who's yeah. like um, should be the third member of the Vaud Villains. Yes. <laughs> well, maybe that that'll be where yeah, they push yeah. him next. You, you never know. Um, but the 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 bit that I like um from the Bracketology thing, apart from that horrendous name for it, that is ridiculous. Um. Is the fact and, and the the CG set that, uh, yeah, that Mauro Ronaldo and, and Daniel Bryan were on as well. But anyway, uh, is the fact that while these guys are cruiserweights and they're all under two hundred five um, in in terms of weight, not necessarily eight. Well, they're all under two hundred five in terms of age. Mm. I've I've just mud, I've muddied the water there. Um, <laughs> yeah, combined, they're not, not two hundred and five years old. No, really, that, that would that'd be really a good. different sort yeah. of tournament altogether. <laughs> yeah, that would be. Interesting. Um, so while they're all at £205 in weight, they all have different styles. So they're not all the uh, the generic high-flying yeah. cruiserweights that WCW promoted. It's, exactly. it's a, a nice mixture of technical wrestling, uh, high-flying wrestling. You're having wrestling. a heart attack. 
saw that dream come from Manchester United. It's starting to uh, return on me, I think. <laughs> yeah, oh dear. Don't worry about uh, it. It's all right. We've got 10 minutes left. You're okay. You just okay. push through. Push through. Okay, um, so you've got the technical wrestling, you've got the high flying, you've got the uh, powerhouse wrestling. It's a shame Ginetti's not in it, actually, isn't it? Yeah. Well, he's probably over 205. Yeah, I was going to say, probably a little over 205 now. Yeah. But there was. Who was it who was actually at 205? It was. Oh, yeah. It was. I don't know. Um, but anyway, there was one person at 205 who probably actually weighs more than 205 yeah, in real life. Yeah. So. But I think it's going to be interesting. What I thought about it, I felt, not so much this one, because I was like you said, the, the, that, um, the guy off um, Corey Graves. Graves was stood talking when he did the bracketology. Yeah. I, thought, I didn't like that bit. Uh, where I thought it was a bit poorly done, that bit. Yeah. They should have just projected it on the screen without him talking in front mm. of it. Um, having said that, I felt it, it felt like, and maybe this is hopefully what they were going for, is... This is going to be a very athletic competition. Yeah, it felt to me like um, I'm not saying it is this, but it almost like was not not your wrestling. It was like a like an actual sporting a sports event. show. Yeah, yeah, pre thing. Yeah, and I thought that was quite a nice feel to it. Mm. I, I I liked the uh, that sports presentation to it, but in the back of my mind, because I'm one of these smart wrestling fans who knows it's scripted. Yeah, <laughs> um, in the back. Yeah, did you oh. not know? Have well, I spoiled... what, what are they competing for then? Oh, yeah. Power and glory. Anyway, go on then. The power, power and, and glory. That's what it's for. Paul Roma, couldn't Yeah, yeah. Uh, 206, so he's just no. outside of the weight bracket. But um, I've always had an issue uh, with uh, WWE in presenting it as an actual sporting mm-hmm. event. Um, I, I, I like that approach, don't get me wrong, but... I, I it, there's something niggling at the back of my head that just makes me think, uh, just admit that it's not real. I mean, they, they do it in Breaking Ground as well, narrated by William Shatner, mm. um, where they go, oh, if uh, if uh, American Alpha win this match, then they'll be on the, uh, yeah. the, the the NXT TakeOver event. Well, yeah, because it's scripted. They're, of course they're going to be on the, the event. Because it would be a disaster if they weren't. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just uh, just a bit more yeah. acceptance of the fact that, I mean, I know we're, we're seeing behind the curtain and everything, and that's great, but just acknowledge the fact that it is actually entertainment. It's storylined. Mm. And that's don't pretend it's something it's not. That's that's all I want. But as long as it's entertaining, I, I'm happy. Good, good. But I'm, so, it bodes well. It bodes well. I'm looking forward to it. I think yeah. it'll be uh, an interesting Ooh. couple of weeks of uh, months of uh, television. And yeah. um, hopefully it will develop into something quite good yeah. for these stars who are potentially some of the better wrestlers in the world and don't always get the, the push because of their size. Yeah, that's so it. there we go. If, if anything, Daniel Bryan has proven that... Uh, size is not important in terms of no. wrestling uh, ability and uh, the push that you can get yeah so um i have been given the uh, <laughs> i've gone a bit uh farmer sorry um, you had a stroke get off my land <laughs> i don't know what's going on here anyway i've been given the um the challenge of finding five uh, good diesel matches um, oh my gary nash diesel matches so um let's see what you come up with well not as hard as I thought it was going to be, if I'm mm. honest. Um, so the the issue I do have here, I'll tell you now, mm. is that um, I didn't write down when they were, and I only seem to have four. But the only reason <laughs> I have four is because I haven't written one of them down. So I'm going to try and remember it as I go through it. Okay. Um, the first one, which I know originally this wasn't in the rules, but I think he stole this match, um, so I think it is allowed, is the first time he really stood out was at Royal Rumble 1994. Where he eliminated something like eight or nine people, yeah, including Bob Backlund, 
which I would yep, get one loves to know. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, he he basically stole the show completely. That has been replicated by you know they've done it with Kane and more recently with uh, Roman Reigns, in, oh. which didn't work very well at all because everyone was just like, "Where's Daniel Bryan?" Um, <laughs> but he he became the monster that monster Royal Rumble. That was him yep. that created that. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I thought he stole the show. That was it. And at that po- that point, he went from being a bodyguard to Shawn Michaels. To be in a bona fide star, effectively, yes. and it was like it was just a matter of time till he came out. We, what was really weird then was that he wasn't used, even at WrestleMania ten. He was still just a bodyguard. So yep. another three months down the line, it was only like seven, eight months later that he actually started really wrestling. Well, so it's worth bearing in mind as well. I mean, we, we get very used to these days of quick story, quick storylines yeah, yeah. and everything. Back then, I mean, it used to be gradual build up. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're talking like early days of the internet at best. So. Yeah. It was very slow in build up. I mean, it's like the the, the Hogan stories of, of like the eighties and nineties. Mm. I mean, they went on for years. Well, yeah. I mean, how long like, was he feuding against Andre the Giant oh, yeah. in a match no one wanted to see? Yeah. Um, so there you go. Um, so that was the first one. Number two um, was in your house. I believe it was in your house four in nineteen ninety. Uh, that be five. No, nineteen ninety six. So it wasn't in your house four. This was the um, about. Uh, April 1996, just after WrestleMania 12, um, and it was in your house, good friends, better enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, Terrible uh, names, by yeah. um, And it was against HBK, again, in a um, no-holds-bars slash street fight slash no-disqualification match. So okay. really have a particular title for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I believe, because um, I looked this up after seeing it um, accidentally somewhere, that this was the first time anyone was ever powerbombed through an announce table. Then he did the Jack Knight's powerbomb, oh. Shawn Michaels, through a rather shoddy announce table, like was... like a painting table or something. Oh, okay. Was yeah. it was it the Spanish announce table? No, it was no. through the uh, the main announce table, the, the, ah, the main one. But that hadn't become they a didn't need the Spanish one then, because no one yeah. had ever done it before then, no. so it was the first time. <laughs> um, and basically, he took on HBK... Um, it was he did so well at this. He was a really like evil heel at this point. Yeah. Like and um you know, he, he looked the part, he was he was about to leave WCW. I don't think the fans knew it then, like you said, because the days of internet were only mm-hmm. just starting to dawn. Yep. Um no matter what Vincent Mann tried to do to force the idea that Shawn Michaels is the face. Um, it sort of backfired a bit on him um, because the crowd by the end of this match was shouting diesel, diesel, <laughs> diesel. And then I mean, HBK did a good performance, but they just, he was just mm. so cool. And it didn't help that Shawn Michaels came out with um, the old man, his manager, old man that came out with oh, him, yeah, his yeah. old trainer. Yeah. Um, because I think that turned the fans against him. Um, highlights of the match include. Um, Shawn Michaels randomly running to the Spanish announce table, so there was one actually, yep. going underneath the Spanish announce table, pulling the announcer's boot off, climbing <laughs> up onto the turnbuckle and hitting him in the face of the boot. Right, that was... was the first like no DQ point of the match where you thought, is that as far as they're going to go? Yeah. Um, Who throws a shoe? On the randomly side? after Diesel had put Shawn Michaels through the announce table, Shawn Michaels got up, got really angry about this, um, attacked Diesel in the ring, then Diesel floored him again and jackknifed him or something like that. Um, Diesel then looked out the ring, walked to the uh, the metal bar rails at that point, like yep. the, the barricades, ripped them apart, grabbed some old man who I had no old idea who <laughs> this old man was, a real big old man, threw him to the floor, in which case um, Vincent Man went, you can't believe he's doing that, that's mad dog for Sean. Um, then Diesel goes for his leg, he's got a right. false leg because he had a car accident, yeah, yeah. pulls his false leg off. 
goes to hit Sean with it. Sean hits him, gets a false leg, basically just sweeps your music with his false leg. Um, and it, it's just chaos, the end of it. I don't right, quite right. get the end of it. But yeah. the rest of the match was good. But oh, yes. That was that. was Apart, that. apart from the end. Yeah, apart right. from the end. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Um, the next one, which is a couple of months before that, was um, in your house, um, in the February in your house of that year, where you took on Bret Hart in a cage match. Um, before and the Undertaker the, the reason I like that was it was the first time the Undertaker popped out through the ring okay. and pulled Diesel down to hell into the oh, ring with him so. um, was that a classic blue cage yes classic blue excellent. cage excellent okay oh, yes um, so that was that was that um, Survivor Series 1995 where yeah. he took on the, the start of him turning heel all the stuff I just talked to you about so the Survivor Series beforehand yeah. um, he took on Bret Hart in another no DQ match I think there's a little thing coming in here he's yeah, got yeah. no DQ matches um, wasn't actually that no DQ it was more there was a very physical fight in there mm. they just at times they, they broke, broke the rules a bit Um the thing that ruined, well, I'll talk about two things that ruined it. Saying, um, ended up with Bret Hart um, doing a small package. We talked about small packages <laughs> yeah, yeah. a lot tonight. But, yeah, but that sounds bad. That it? sounds so bad. It sounds awful. Uh, but the thing is, Bret Hart could pull off a small yeah, package. Yeah. Hogan that that sounds worse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas Hulk Hogan on, Bret Hart could, could pull off a small package. Oh, oh dear yeah. man. But but Hulk Hogan doing a small package. Yeah. No. We're all right if it's Billy Gunn. Yeah. So um, <laughs> let's uh, let's go. At the, that no, will never end, will it? No. Those two matches. <laughs> Good. Were, carry on. Those two matches were ruined by Vincent Mann's commentary and AJ Styles' hair. No, he wasn't in it. <laughs> Sorry. By Vincent Mann's commentary. Most, Vincent, my mistake. Vincent my mistake. Mann said, "Oh dear." Vincent Mann said in the Diesel HBK um, in your house match. At one point, Vince was going. Give it to him, Sean. Give it to him. Give it to him. Give it to him. <laughs> That's so bad. And I was just like, this oh. is disgusting. This is wrong. Absolute um, filth. In 95, when they're starting to think about changing the way they go with it, Vincent Mann is and is commentating while they're doing this street fight, Vince versus Bret Hart, and Vince is going, oh, they're having a good bit of fisticuffs here. And I mean, oh, you know. <laughs> really? Really? Oh, you know. So that was that. Um, and... Actually, I don't see the... Oh, hello. Oh, there we go. The, the bell has changed. <laughs> the bell's gone crazy. Yeah. Um, I I actually haven't read anything else down, but there were other matches. <laughs> I think I was tied with <laughs> no, no, it. But it was... How, how, I can see there, you've actually just trailed off. It's like you're <laughs> mid-sentence. It's just like... Uh... Well, I started running with the Cruiserweight Classic underneath that. So, uh, but I think it's the Vincent Mann was annoying me. That was mm. a big problem. Yeah. Um, classic so of that era, right? I, I, I quite... I, it wasn't as hard as I thought. I thought, oh, that was the other one. There was a In Your House 4. That was the one I was thinking of. Beware yeah. of the dog. Ah. Was, uh, or was it just beware of dog? <laughs> beware of dogs. Yeah. Uh, Diesel versus the British Bulldog, and that was a pretty decent match yeah. as well. Um, quite interesting because British Bulldog's a powerhouse, but you don't realise how small the British Bulldog was until he stood next to Diesel, who's massive. Yeah, and he looks like a little child trying to close eyes. <laughs> it's really bizarre because most of the time you see Bulldog stood next to someone, he looks big, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Against Diesel, he looked tiny. Um, yeah. But that got uh, I got you know Jim Connor to get involved and tennis rackets. Oh, so so but the actual match was very good. Um, it was just at that that point, unfortunately. Yeah, they got a bit wrecked. So yeah, but but no, not wasn't that hard to do. Um, so I think from that because the bell's just gone. Yeah. For the next show, um, I'm going to set you a challenge. Okay? Yeah. I've had quite a nice one there with uh, Diesel. I think it's time we start. Do you think it's time we start educating about the missing, uh, the missing yes, years? Yes, yeah. This is interesting. So um, I think it's time that you went away and enjoyed five matches of. 
a superstar you may not even have heard of. Yeah. Um, but yeah. he came in as part of the massive movement of the Nexus, right. and he, he oh. grilled us for years oh. and years and years, <laughs> doing very similar sort of matches of yeah. certain levels. Yeah. He, he actually had a main event push at some point, oh, which is terrible. Isn't it? terrible. Um, David Otunga. Who? David yeah. Otunga. Who? David Otunga. Right. Okay, so you now you said that three times, he'll turn up. Um, <laughs> oh god, I hope not. Candyman. Oh. If I was yep. sat in a restaurant and Both he walked up. in, or in a pub and he walked in, uh, I'd be like, oh, "I've got to go punch oh, him in the head." I can't talk. I, can't, I, can't I just imagine. can't be in the yeah. same room as this um, one. Right? Okay. So that Dave, bodes well. Yeah. So there you go. Um, we're, so we'll do that um, next. Next show, we'll also um, look at the brand split in a bit more detail. Yep. Um, we'll look at the main event jobber, Mark Henry versus Kurt Angle. Um, oh, we'll uh, look at um, the WWE Network a bit more, and um, we'll look at the the final. Um, Deletion. Deletion, deletion, which yeah. happened recently. <laughs> uh, oh, you're in for a treat, Mr. Angel. Wonderful. I'm excited. I'm going to have to watch this ready. Yeah. So, um, is it a bit of a main event jobber? It yeah. Might well be. yeah. The main event jobber. <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. So, there you go. Excellent. Right, okay. Um, well, I'll, I'll do the wrap-up and then we'll be good. I think so. Yeah. So, um, go for it. If you want to get in touch with us, there are a number of ways in which you can do so. You can contact us on the Twitters at Iron Man Podcast, uh, where we've been tweeting a bit about Jerry's absence as well. So uh, there's a bit on there. Uh, you can also uh, find us, uh, find me actually, real deal at Huge Greenberger, which is another personality of mine. I've got lots of personalities, um, and you can also find the the general website randomstoke.com forward slash Iron Man Podcast. That has links to all of the previous episodes, the RSS feed and so on. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, you can find us on Deezer, you can find us on Stitcher, you can find us on your podcatcher of choice. I use Pocket Casts, but others are available. Um, and uh, You can find us in a dictionary, you can find us on Amazon. You can, you can find, find us in a book. Yeah. I'll read them dear books. <laughs> Quiet now, you. <laughs> get back you, in the comments. You, you hillbilly yokel. Um, so, yeah, there are a number of ways you can get in touch. If you want to get in touch with us through more traditional methods, like email. It feels weird calling it a traditional method of uh, communication, but um, you can email us, randomstote at gmail.com if you want to give us you know notes on the shows or thoughts or your comments or anything at all. Feedback is wonderful. And if you want to do it via carrier pigeon, uh, old Joey's loft is the way to send them, so I'll enjoy it and yes, we'll see how it goes. Indeed. And uh, if you do uh, find us on iTunes, please leave a five-star review because that would be awesome. Thank you. Anything you guys want to add or are we all done? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm going to... Um, I, I, I thought I'd cook us uh, Coco Beware as a bird. Excellent. <laughs> With all the uh, the feathers included yeah. as well. Excellent. Welcome back, old man Joe. It's uh, been sorry to not have you for the last few weeks, but it's very good to see you back. It's good to be back. See you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>